0: This presentation is from Managing Design 2017 held in Melbourne. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au. So we've we've had some really good talks today so far on like many like not just managing design and managing teams, but looking after ourselves and being flexible and like making helping our teams to be happy and wholesome and excellent. And um Claire and Lisa are going to continue that thread with their story. Thanks. Yeah? No? Okay, great. Awesome. I'm Lisa. This is Claire. Nice to be here today. Uh, We're going to talk a bit today a bit about the challenges and victories of co-managing healthy creative teams. You can actually fit a lot of stuff into this title, um, but we're mainly going to focus on kind of the collaboration that we have amongst ourselves and that kind of filters into the, the way we manage our team as well. Uh, just quickly give a bit of background um, of each of us. Um, I'm orgi- originally from Estonia. I've lived in Australia for 10 years. Um, I started my career in advertising and branding. Uh, and when I moved to Melbourne 10 years ago, um, I worked as a freelance graphic designer. Um, and then in 2010, I changed my career into service design uh, when I started working uh, for a company called Hull Design here in Melbourne. Um, and then five years ago uh, when um, Thick started, Um, I joined the team to help build uh, the service design capability over there.
1: And my path has been a little bit different. I'm Melbourne born and bred and had an information systems background. Donna, many moons ago, was my tutor um, back at the University of Canberra. Um, So I spent time local government, federal government, uh, overseas in London at a service design agency, and then came back to to Melbourne. um, And I've been a UX director and a program director and now at SIC. Experience design director. Me. Sorry. Um, so a, a little bit about Thick. We're going to tell you just a little bit about the agency so you understand then the freedom that we've been given in our roles. So um, Thick really focuses on social impact um, and social problems. So the City of Casey presentation um, spoke true to a lot of the work that I've done since joining Thick. So it's problems where people have no choice. They have no, no choice um, in who they're deciding to use. They have to use the city of Casey, so you want to make sure that's a good experience. Um, We try to collaborate with our clients um, who have aligned values um, and share where we want to go. So we work with a lot of underprivileged people when we're looking at research, um, people with diverse backgrounds, and so pretty fun projects to work on. Um, Here's some of our team, Esteban is on the slide there. We've just talked 40 people, so we don't fit nicely on a slide. Uh, We're based in Fitzroy in Melbourne. Specifically, here's the team that Lisa and I co-manage. So experienced designers, UX researchers, and and service designers, hailing from a fair few countries, as you'll see. Um, Rich and diverse skill set, and a lot to fit in. I think the previous talk about design reviews, very focused on visual design, we have a range of... um, uh, I guess, passions and interests. And so in our design reviews, there's a, there's a lot to get through. Cool. Um,
0: so again, to give a bit more context, we need to talk about the culture that we have at Thick. We are quite proud of our culture at Thick and we put a lot of effort into making sure that people want to show up to work every morning. Um, and over the years, um, we've had different people lead, the, the nurturing of people. Uh, we've had different processes in place, and it's kind of an ever-evolving thing. Um, but I guess the key is to actually um, put, um, just to make sure that we spend time thinking about these things. So when Clear initially joined Thick about 15 months ago, 16 months ago, um, then the original intention was not to um, co-manage a team. Uh, We were supposed to have two separate teams, Um, but when we started talking about the visions that we had about our roles, then it became quite clear that um, you know, there were a lot of overlaps, and it just made more sense to us to collaborate um, rather than work in silos. And there are two things about our culture that has supported us kind of designing our roles for ourselves. First thing is that most of us, well, all of us, are expected to have a lot of autonomy, um, and uh, we have a lot of autonomy, so that just gave us the sort of freedom to choose to you know, jo- join our roles, really, in teams. Um, and the other thing is... Um, um, that we are very experimental in our, in our work with our clients, but also in a way we um, design the way our agency runs, um, which, which means that failure is okay, um, and you just learn from failure and you move on. So we were like, let's just give it a go. If it doesn't work, we'll change it, um, have two teams in the end, if, and so forth. Um, <coughs> And, uh, and, the, and the third thing, this is um, a family day that we had, I think. Um, quite a few of us have kids, me and Claire included. This is Claire and her kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a lot of us, or many, quite many of us, uh, work part-time. And that is for different reasons. Uh, as, me- as mentioned, some of us have families. Um, but some of us just want to pursue um, other passions outside the work. We have a couple of people that do a yoga teacher training. Uh, we used to have a guy who... Um, like to do music on one day of the week instead of coming to work. Um, so we give, we give them that freedom and we also try to actually bring that, um, the passions that they have, back to the studio. So one of the girls, for example, is running yoga classes, you know, for our team right, um, on Tuesday evenings.
1: Yeah. There. <laughs> okay. So then more specifically about Lisa and I and um, co-sharing or sharing roles um, and what does that look like in Australia right now? I recently read a good article in The Guardian that was about how job sharing is really on the rise in the UK. I can't find stats to say it's on the rise in Australia, but I'm hopeful that it is because we're having a good time trying it out. (laughs) Okay, Um, so why are companies doing it in the UK and hopefully in Australia? So they're looking at ways to try and improve um, candidate and employee experience. If in the design industry, we've got people lasting two years in their roles, how are we going to extend that? How are we going to keep people growing and want people to stay? So it takes an open-minded employer to really look at how you can maybe put two people in the same or very similar role. Um, Workplace wellness, I know that there's been talks on this today, um, but workplace wellness and wellbeing being pretty important to try and keep that talent Um, and trying to get creative with benefit packages and perks. I know... IBM recently um, pulled in their working from home policy um, and that's something that made news in my world because that's something at FIC that we allow people to work from home. If you withdraw something like that, how does that change the culture? Um, and blended workforce being on the rise. So blended workforce being a workforce that's um, full-timers, part-timers and contractors. So that's how thick builds the workforce um, and I think that is definitely on the rise in Australia. Um, and... Terms earlier in the day were we tend to buy or grow our workforce from the customer experience company. Okay. So lessons to share from, from our um, co-sharing. So the first one is all around a growth mindset. Um, you might know this term if you've got links to education, so it's quite, quite common in education circles. Um, it's pretty much exactly what it sounds like. So it's the tendency to believe you can grow. Lisa and I... Um, We believe we can make things work we don't know how we're going to do it all the time but we're going to give it our best shot Uh, a growth mindset I guess it's based on the belief that your basic qualities are things you can cultivate uh, through your efforts so our team definitely differs in what they bring um, and I think that's been a big change since joining thick thick was a, a small group when I joined and we've got way more people in the team and that idea that other people in your team share your same skill and that's okay It doesn't mean that you're not valued and you're not able to continue getting better in the the area you want to be. Um, And so a growth mindset is the opposite of a fixed mindset and obviously we don't want that where you believe that you don't have growth potential and you can't change and it's a pretty negative place to have a a team growing. Um, Both of us have the benefit of being problem solvers because of our design careers and we've really trained to trust the process and all we need to do is jump in and try things out. Um, So we co-run a fortnightly team meeting, and we're always trying to change up that agenda really to respond to how the team's feeling and what feedback we're getting in one-on-one sessions. Uh, Recently we tried to focus on the idea of the team sharing one thing new that they've learnt, and that was feedback um, we got from some of the team members feeling like everything always had to be perfect when it was was presented, and they didn't want to share anything that wasn't perfect. And this idea that it's okay to learn and share where you are on that learning journey rather than feeling like you're lagging behind. And that's been a pretty positive thing, that people are just able to come in what's been the last few days, what have they learned personally. Cool. Um, and a, and
0: a, An important part of our studio life is sharing rituals. So we are all trained in agency agile. I know we've talked about agile here uh, in a few our talks, but... So Do people know what agency agile is? Um, so it's a yeah, it's a, uh, it's a project management process, I guess, that borrows ideas from agile, but it's kind of designed for creative agencies. Um, and with that come, you know, a number of um, of rituals that you know most of us, uh, most of you, might be familiar with, like uh, daily stand-ups and check-ins, um, retros, um, project reflections, just general studio reflections. But we also have rituals in place that have just kind of grown out of our needs and have kind of stuck around over the years. Uh, so one of these, for example, is uh, a thing that we call thick time. Uh, we used to have it every week, and we've modified it. Uh, we've changed the length of it, but basically, it's it's a workshop format where we come together for an hour or two as a whole studio and just jam on a on a topic that is currently relevant. And these topics are ranging from. Um, whether we should have uh, these sorts of meetings or the other sorts of meetings um, to how can we be more creative to how do we um, um, become more self-aware and more empathetic. So it's really um, anything and it is also encouraged um, to nominate a topic that you would want to uh, run a thick time on and anyone can do that in the studio. Um, As Claire mentioned, uh, we have um, fortnightly team meetings. Um, same way, we, it depends on you know what we feel is current, current and relevant to discuss, and we change that format as well. Um, yeah, and we, then we do things like uh, Friday lunches. Again, you know, when I started, we used to have Friday lunches to like just three of, to five of us, um, you know, just going to the um, to the pub next door. To now, <laughs> it's quite an event yeah. that we missed today on Friday. Uh, with Claire, clear, um, but you know, it's it's thirty plus people you know, going and having lunch regularly every week together. Um, and in general, Agency Agile has been really helping us to be more transparent and um, encourage that cross-pollination between people and, and learnings. Um, and especially if you have people in the team who work part-time, um, you will always miss something. So that's <laughs> these rituals are really helping us to um, know what's going on. Um, we try and accommodate to um, the VAK learning styles, and VAK stands for visual, auditory, and kinesthetic learning styles. So all of us have a preference of how we learn. Uh, so a visual pers- person, which you know, maybe quite a lot of designers would um, learn this way, um, is when they see uh, pictures or charts, that's just the way they process information better. Uh, auditory uh, learners are the ones that um, have to hear the information, and it also helps them when they hear their own voice repeating that information, uh, which I did just before (laughs) the presentation, I talked myself through it. Um, And uh, kinesthetic people, learners are the ones that need to actually be hands-on and experience. Um, And I was thinking in our work, you know, why do we have post-it notes? I can hold this thing and put it on a wall and move it around. So that's the way, you know, I experience and I learn better this way. and Another important thing uh, that I wanted to share about rituals is the fact that they don 't always work all the time, so uh, when we we tra- were training in agency agile then we, we tried to take all on board and, and you know stick with it for a while to see if it actually works. But some of the things we 've dropped because they don 't work anymore we changed the format and designed it the way that would work for us and it 's just important to kind of pay attention as you know the thing that we have in place does actually bring value currently, and maybe it was really relevant for these three months but now we should do something different. So, for example, one of the things we used to have was the, um, the daily morning um, stand-ups where the whole team was standing up for half an hour sharing you know, what their goals were for the day. Um, and it took a lot of time to, for many people, uh, so we decided to drop it. I personally really miss it because I love the human um, connection at that point. But, you know, I'm the minority at the moment. But maybe we'll bring it back one day.
1: Hopefully. Okay. Um, The next one is be transparent. By this, I think we're really (coughs) talking about communication. Again, Lisa and my roles, um, we try and do it every day, particularly every day we're in the studio together. I think it's essential um, in our space and particularly in a management position. So how do we communicate? I guess for us, face-to-face when we can. Um, We're lucky we cross over three days a week uh, in a a traditional... um, co-management sense it might only be one day a week and I don't know how those people achieve because in our three days it might see us off the client side um, for at least one day each so it's truly one day we might see each other um, adjusting to reality so periods where we can't see each other face to face we default to Google Docs, Slack um, text messaging or just phone calls um, being transparent with the rest of the team I think the team are pretty patient I'm very thankful to our team in terms of, um, they, they have a manager to go to, but then in terms of the, the cross-discipline meetings, um, we usually put our hands up and say who's who's holding the agenda and who to talk to. And so that helps with them knowing who, who's leading the charge that, that week or fortnight. Um, and transparency with the rest of the team on Slack. So we have plenty of Slack channels, plenty of communicating out where people are at and the last one is be respectful of non-work days. So we're, we both have different days where we're not in the office and we try, try, try not to, not to bug each other on those days. And I think that also extends out to our team. So if you're agreeing to your team being part-time, then it's respecting that that, that day is non-negotiable and they're not going to be in the office. Um, and again, I think we're pretty good at that um, and the team are happy to have those full days out. And last but not least... <laughs> this is not a competition.
0: And I guess that was like a personal um, story experience for me when Claire joined. Um, Because, you know, suddenly someone was hired with a very similar skill set to mine and, you know, at a a same level. And uh, it can be quite intimidating because, you know, I was part-time. I just had to return from maternity leave. And I was like, hold on. Like, are they trying to replace me or something? Um, And and, uh, I guess it's quite natural that you start to kind of compare yourself to that other person Um, but I think it's very greatly thanks to Claire's really lovely nature is that I very soon understood that you know this is really not a competition and I actually have an ally on my side Um, and um I was used to managing everyone and being across everything and quite honestly, I was never across anything and I was never on top of my things uh, and I was really overwhelmed with my work, working part-time in that role, so it was, it was quite a relief to have someone finally in my quite ambiguous, um, vague role to have uh, someone to bounce my ideas off and also have someone to challenge my way of doing things, so it um, ended up being really healthy. Um, and when we put together this presentation, then we realize that we don't have any photos of the, of the two of us, so Donna took this photo just around the corner a couple of hours ago. <laughs> um, Yeah, and and when CLEAR started, we actually had quite an upfront conversation about what we both wanted to achieve. And initially, we both wanted to do everything. (laughs) And we gradually, and even um, during the time we put this presentation together, and when we submitted this presentation idea, we have already, we have changed, again, like how we actually work. And and we're starting to separate it a little bit more in understanding each other's uh, strengths and weaknesses and how do we actually divide that work. But, you know, it's taken more than a year. Uh, But it's been a great journey. Um, And... At the end of the day, um, you know, we're working towards the same goal. So it's really important for us to just back each other up. And, and, yeah, that's all. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this presentation from Managing Design 2017. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au.